<laughs> All right, man. Holy Got God. him. Took us a while to get it going. Mm. It wasn't me this time. Yeah, this one, this one was all me, but I think that was the final the final screw in the box to actually keep a decent pod going. All right, all right. We're set now. So set it and forget it. So I think you're using your uh, AirPod, the microphone in your AirPods? Yeah. Okay, cool. Is that cool? Yeah. I got you on a separate track, so if it's a little low, I can pop it up a little bit. We're good cool. to go. If you need kinda... anything changed? What's that? If you need anything changed on my end, just let me know. Okay. I can put a mic in quick enough as long as that doesn't <laughs> completely ruin everything. No. No, I think it'll be all right. Unless you wanted your voice clearer. That's up to you. I'm good with it. I mean, I think the AirPods are probably good enough. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Well, uh, we uh, we do these powwows pretty frequently and mm-hmm. we've never recorded a podcast before we well, tried we, one yeah and that one was completely scrapped my fault i fucked it all it, up it was glitchy on the uh so terrible video or something that was the first time you tried video yeah that's what it was and yeah. uh, now i got the video part figured out and now i got the separate audio figured out as well all grossed up yeah and uh speaking of audio well we got we got a lot to get into here um i guess that we should probably just start off with a little bit of bmx for uh for the listeners um that's sure peoples so uh when um all right i'm already stuttering and being all shitty <laughs> when we were kids when we first met i think uh i think you um messaged me on aim or something like that about a schwinn bike oh wow and it was about like the dropouts in the schwinn uh running pegs you got this bike and you were like not sure if you could use it for grinding or something and you went oh, shoot it was a red schwinn and i remember seeing you at uh it had the dropouts that stuck out to like protect a peg it was crazy i remember oh uh, yeah yeah okay that thing was sick yeah wow that was Oh no! It was it was a black GT. It was black. Oh. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it got Lebanon though. Someone took it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that probably took all the wind out of my BMX sales. Dang, <laughs> like, really, just that's that. this man. Mm-hmm. I I mean, it was like it was just like that kind of thing in middle school where you're trying to like find yourself and like just trying everything out. You know, it went from BMX. To skateboarding to music like based on whoever i was like hanging out with at the time yeah it's kind of always just uh got thrown into the forefront at like early high school i guess like because my dad plays drums so like it's always been there and I've, it's always been kind of semi mm-hmm. natural to me so it was always just in the back but like i feel like all my friends were like skating or bike riding or whatever weren't necessarily musically inclined okay so it was a little bit before you kind of found found those musical friends right right wow yeah because i was always playing guitar and stuff i actually started there and i think i was like i don't know 
like both eight and 13 both stick out to me. So pick one of those. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, it's always kind of been there, but just exploring, I guess, around those years. Yeah, big time. I was, uh, I've been, I was tinkering around in my own, tinkering around in my own little history of thinking of like what friends I had before I was into BMX. And I don't remember really any. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When did you get into it actually? 99 with Eddie. Uh, Okay. I think we met, it was almost like we started BMX together, but I feel like it was, it was like a weird situation where I don't think one of us influenced the other. Just kind of. Maybe we both did it at the same time. It was it was a weird thing. I knew I wanted to ride, and I like stole money from my family, and I bought a bike at a shop, <laughs> and that bike right. was stolen 24 hours later. It was, of course. But I don't remember Eddie being around for that whole moment. Oh, yeah. Isn't that? This kid across the street. I saw him okay. manualing one day just on one wheel, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yep. Mike Benata. Yeah. Mike okay. Benata's a Lebanon. Uh, I don't know that name. RIP, he's gone now. Oh, dang. Yeah. Um, I saw him riding, and he got me a couple videos, and that kind of, it was, the brakes were off at that point, just seeing the, the right. bar and gnarly shit that bike riders do. And yeah. That's kind of skateboarding got me on that one because that uh, Baker 2G video came out and that was just nuts. Like they were just doing awful, awful things, getting trashed and stuff. Like definitely stuff maybe a teenager shouldn't be watching, but I don't know. It was one of those identities I kind of navigate, navigated. Right. And and skateboarding <laughs> was, was entering its heyday at that point too. Yeah. And, oh yeah, it's like the perfect time to get into it because like Tony Hawk Pro Skater came out and all that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember I was in bike riding for like a year or two, or maybe not too long because it was still high school or yeah, high school. And I met mm-hmm. Houts in gym class. Oh yeah, I had a cast on, and Houts let me borrow some skate videos to watch, and that's how I got. That was like my first uh, cool through him. Yeah. And he let me borrow that, that video. It was like Mosaic for like six months. Oh, Habitat. Yeah. Habitat video. Just nice uh, and well done stuff. Yeah. That's that's funny. The house got you on that because like, like you were saying with Eddie, I think me and him kind of like came to the skateboarding conclusion around the same time. You and House? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. And like JT and them, is it just like kind of swept us one summer and that's like all we did. <laughs> fueled on uh chocolate milk and like off-brand mountain dews and stuff <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh man there's that place beanies in lebanon you used to be able to get like 25 cent snacks from oh my god the big berthas and berthas. oh shout out to big berthas oh, yeah dude <laughs> another lebanon legend you went from the skate so when did uh music community it was like after that summer you kind of started to branch out yeah um i think skateboarding had us for probably a year or me at least Mm -hmm. for a year or two i kind of like drifted away um i'm trying to think when that was like because it would have been when i started hanging with like tim and wilson and them and i 
I guess I would have been in like 10th grade probably. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just, uh, music was always there, but as far as like drums and that probably 10th grade, I think, uh, they started putting on shows at the Knights of Columbus, like little punk shows. Oh, I remember my first local show and that's what did it. That's what oh, got me sick. like, yeah, dude. Uh, it was a show at the VA. What? Yeah. They're just like some random gymnasium. My cousin Jordan took me to, and I remember it was shortwave radio I still have the disc somewhere. They had a three-song demo. They're from New Jersey. And uh, Hate Potion was, like, kind of a big deal Lebanon, like, underground punk band. Mm. That was, like... And you just saw, like, the passion and how much fun everyone was having. It was just, like, damn, that's sick. I want to, like, be involved in that. And then the Knights of Columbus shows start, like, were real... Um, pivotal and like shaping who I kind of like turned into and honestly probably close to what I where I ended up as far as taste and stuff and and for all these shows you were a patron you weren't Mm -hmm. performing at yeah you're just yeah to enjoy probably a good solid year until I started playing with anyone Mm -hmm. and Knights of Columbus was right down the street from my house and I Heck never yeah. went to a single show. I had no uh, idea. Dude, it was crazy. <laughs> I was late to the music scene. Right. And that's kind of how we got reintroduced. I feel like mm-hmm. we, we talked a little bit, and then somebody brought me to a show. I knew that there were shows going on. Eddie and I were, were like getting into music together. We liked the heavy stuff. and yeah. I don't know how somebody, you know, AIM people were talking or something. Got mm. started going to these other shows at uh oh, what's the other split not the fireplace the uh place dove like fellowship thing yeah though on ninth street yeah 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 that's where Eddie and i first our first shows were at and we were like okay. this is so cool that there's metal in our town you know there's hard rock in our town and that there yeah. was a scene there was like a bunch of shit yeah going. Dude, I, I mean, we had, in Lebanon, we had the, the luck of being kind of a stop on the road between, like, Philly and probably, you know, out west Pittsburgh or something. But, yeah, it just I mean, on the what, was, what was going on in Lancaster in those times was, like, I mean, we, I saw every freaking touring band I wanted to see for, like, I mean, I was talking to Kyle about this yesterday. It was, like, five eight ten dollars a show yeah, yeah and these bands were booking them themselves and it's like booked a couple shows like it was just the diy thing was super strong yeah man i remember going to like just you saying that made me think of all the shows i went to with eddie because we went we started branching out and going to lancaster and Mm. I saw from a second story window. Oh man, I never saw them. That was cool. They were pretty wild, I guess. Mm-hmm. Back when I everybody remember. was wearing American Eagle jeans, even the dudes. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. That's is like, as I don't want to. You hate hearing that. Oh, I was there before, but and everything. But like, 
all that taking back Sunday and Thursday and shit started to get real popular and everyone started getting like preppy and like doing their best dress to go to the show. And it's just like, man, all right, this like emo shit's like over. (laughs) Yeah. And then it started like, I remember like bands like the October flatline, like just spastic weird grindcore bands that like completely blew my mind. Like, not musicality in any way, shape, or form, but just, like, what kind of chaos could be developed in, like, 15 minutes. <laughs> Wasn't there a band that you guys played a show at the fireplace in Myerstown along with where these there was a group of dudes who were spastic as well? Mm. Was it, it wasn't Girls, was it? Called Girls? It was something like Oh, shoot. Um, like the Team Pink dudes. Ah, uh, shoot. I just remember, like, as soon as they started, I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, there is there is a know. lot of bands like that. <laughs> they didn't make it out to Myerstown too much, but as like as far as like, and there used to be like shows at uh, Anvil Firehouse, and. There's all these random, like the Never Sync used to have shows. Yeah. And Bunker Hill was my favorite place. Bunker Hill. Where was Bunker Hill? Uh, North on 72. It was like kind of between Lebanon and Jonestown, I guess. Oh, wow. I could never find the place again. <laughs> I'm sure somebody could, but I, I have no idea. I... They, were, they were booking that room for 85 bucks. It's like. Uh, it got trashed which sucks but i mean that's what kind of happened with all these places yeah they probably all eventually wised up yeah yeah (laughs) kids man i remember seeing bayside yeah i was at that show uh that's that was bunker hill that was bunker i was the only time i ever went to that place yeah yeah dude i have a vivid memory of that show that's wild and then they blew up after that right is that yeah yeah, I think I didn't hear about him for a while, and then the first thing I heard about him was that their drummer had passed. Oh. And that kind of like brought it to the forefront again. But it was like, wow, that was just that band we saw in some random fellowship hall. And that's, yeah. I mean, that's so many different bands. That's the story. It's like they, you just go. And, and what I miss is like, so now you have metal shows, you have hip hop shows, you have emo shows, whatever, you know bands kind of like tour with their like now and it's like mm-hmm. man it wasn't like theirs you never knew what kind of random music you were gonna stumble into it's like we played so many shows with pop punk bands and it was so weird but welcoming too yeah it was a little bit more of a variety pack you know mm-hmm. like everybody's gonna be playing instruments but the genres are gonna be each one's going to be a different shade for sure. Right. It's like the only connective tissue is that we were all just kind of like doing something that a lot of people weren't really interested in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it also brought people together because at those, I specifically remember the Myerstown shows where there was girls there, you know, you know, the people who liked the, the more emo bands were there, you know, it like brought the group together. Like, yeah. It wasn't so much like, oh, those are, it wasn't like a battle. It wasn't like a war. 
No, not at all. That's what I mean. It's like the camaraderie of just like that was the connective tissue is we were all just kind of weird and didn't really find our place anywhere else. Yeah. Hmm. And MySpace was barely a thing at the time. and Bro, it has never been done better than MySpace music. <laughs> that yeah. uh, MP3.com and MySpace music is like, and that was the vehicle for all these bands being able to do their own thing. Because mm-hmm. like, you could just post shows, you could post music, and it was like just a network that pff, spread pretty dang quick. And I, I imagine as long as you could stay up on your MySpace bulletins, you could basically travel the country. Yeah, totally. <laughs> now you got to do everything. <laughs> Yeah, man. And well, now it's insurance and all that shit too. It's like it's mm-hmm. a business now, and you know we were just kids doing that shit, and yeah. better or worse, I'm not really sure, but <laughs> kind of. It's like it's probably like the skate park thing with you, you guys when you're kids. It's like you need kids need something to do. They need something to throw themselves into. It's like you don't want to give kids a park, then they're gonna go freaking grind curbs and shit. You know, you're going to go, if you can't play in some tiny little junk music hall, then, like, I I don't know where that leaves us, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Playing, yeah. In your, playing in your bedroom and recording it to stream, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Which is easy now, but back then it's like, yeah. what, are you going to go to cassette? <laughs> <laughs> Which I did. Wow. But, so... Was Collapse the first band, Collapse of Autumn? Um, the first like band worth mentioning. Okay. Really, there there was at full speed and played a couple shows, but it was kind of whack, new metal stuff. And then, oh yeah, I do remember seeing that full speed stuff too. Uh, is there any? Okay, I'm I'm jumping ahead. I'm thinking of the video I recorded. I didn't record any collapse videos. I only recorded the sec- the red matter stuff. Right. So, how long was collapse? A couple years. Yeah, it was collapse for me was two thousand four to two thousand six, mm-hmm. and then I think they went for like another year after that. Right, and yeah. I guess it's worth mentioning now that you were the drummer. Yeah. And uh, indeed. Could we pull up any collapse? Any any songs or any pieces you're proud of? Or oh yeah, I, I love the recordings we did. Uh, um, I think that MySpace might still be up, but like that's the only uh, semblance remaining. I don't know if I can. I I don't know if I'd be able to share audio because I think I have the stuff. I know I can playing the conquest live at the fireplace, Myerstown, PA. Yeah, that's that's yeah. I think Dave C took those videos. Shout out Dave C. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, so if... Oh, that's after I left. Actually, I think. I think Jeff Bonus is playing on those. September first, two thousand seven. Oh yeah, so I left like. Oh shit! I found your, I found the MySpace, but there's nice. I think the last I remembered, the the player didn't really function anymore. Here, I'll send this one because this is my favorite song we did and never freaking recorded. And that's, 
And is that the one uh, with the video? Yeah. Sick. Yep. So, so you played in Clash of Autumn for a couple of years, and then mm-hmm. changed changed gears a little bit. Did you? Was it when that band dissolved, Red Matter started? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's probably a a year or two that was like, you know, off time, but relationship and life building stuff that didn't like pan out mm-hmm. essentially so there's that okay so there's two ways i can pull this up but for, <laughs> for the sake of you to be able to see it and hear it i think i'm just gonna have to do it like this it's fine with me i'm familiar i play along to these songs sometimes keeps me uh keeps me going so uh in shape you see steiner in the back there you see wilson in the front in the guitar whoops trying to figure out which way he's up and down andy's up there yep andy's singing and what's the other guy's name jeff Jeff. chris croft yeah yeah they're on the bass and i'm visiting from philly just happened to have my video camera my bike riding shit and came up for a show. I think, yeah. I think we set up that you. I think we talked about it preemptively that like you brought it down and yeah. Yeah, it was like a a thing. Yeah. There's Jeff Bonus, that head yeah, right, right there. Oh, yeah. The dual guitars. Oh, yeah. Necessary for metal. Yeah, he definitely grew into one of my favorite vocalists. kind of impressed that it's like not lagging out video wise 
Young Steiner. Oh yeah, that was ten years ago ish. I think it was 2012. Ooh, Nelly. <laughs> That's why I like this song. <laughs> yeah, you guys didn't fuck around. We fucking loved it. No. That was a weird interaction. <laughs> Pantene Pro V was in front of the whole shot. <laughs> I was going to say, as a photographer, that's messed up. <laughs> She takes pictures and shit, and she's just right in front of the camera. Beautiful. It was always so funny, because, like, that's the last song we played live, and the dude messed up the last part, and it's, like, always been so funny to me. It's like, we went out on a whimper. <laughs> <laughs> Fun shit, man. I had this chat up here this whole time. Fuck. Yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah, you guys kill it. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, um, how long was Red Matter uh, around for? Not long. Um, after that that show there, we played with uh, a band called We the Gathered from out west, oh, yeah. uh, Pittsburgh area. And uh, Andy ended up going and touring with them. So that we just kind of, it was already kind of flaking off already. Mm -hmm. Personalities and stuff clashing, but. Right. Yeah. So. Wow. And then it was around this time, I feel like we were kind of hanging out more, going on drives and listening to music and going to shows. Mm -hmm. A couple of times you drove all the way down from from lebanon to philly to to visit me and kick it with me yeah dude awesome. i still love i mean that's still i still drive way too much <laughs> it's just it, i don't know it's just so soothing like we're going out to colorado in a couple of weeks and we're just gonna drive and uh, people look at it as like oh well you're losing time in colorado it's like it's, I don't know, the ride's some, worth something, you know? Yeah, especially if you're, like, you know, you're not in dense city traffic. You're actually, you know, you're seeing how the landscape turns into Colorado from Texas. Yeah, it's wild, dude. Which, like, yeah. Northwest Texas is just desolate. Like, I've never seen actual, uh, what do they call them, with blowing across tumbleweeds i've never seen actual tumbleweeds before <laughs> it's like there they are man this is really that desolate we should maybe explain how you go from from being in in lebanon uh, Whew, with yeah. red matter to texas you know you yeah oh there's a lot of lots of ups and downs there um mm -hmm. so 
I was living in a living in Anvil at the time with a couple buddies and uh, decided I was going to go to school for audio engineering. So that took me to Mechanicsburg. It's like kind of west of Harrisburg. So I was living there with another buddy and going to school full time, working full time, sleeping four hours at a time, <laughs> losing tremendous amounts of weight from just negligence but uh so then finished up audio school and just kind of started doing little demos here and there and then moved to middletown another kind of east of harrisburg mm -hmm. uh met a girl got married moved back to lebanon and then uh, she's a nurse, so uh, it was around the pandemic and everything was very in flux and we decided to kind of use that to our advantage and she became a travel nurse. Uh, her first assignment was down here and we stayed. Yeah, yeah. Found uh, a good spot for our daughter and I mean, there's kind of no better way to reason to stay somewhere mm -hmm. right yeah you guys you know you guys have a daughter you guys, you guys are taking care of her you know yep. found a good place for her. yeah yeah absolutely we found a, a good support system down here too and now you're so now you're living in texas and you're gonna uh drive to colorado gonna enjoy the mm -hmm. scenery of how that landscape changes all that oh, shit. Yeah. And, uh, the scenery and get there and enjoy the greenery. And uh, <laughs> this past year, you guys flew up for my wedding. That was really awesome. Yeah, day. dude. That was a whirlwind of a weekend. Yeah. All that traveling, man, it takes you out. It takes it out of you. You just you know, weird headspace. I bet. And, and I can't, yeah. can't thank you enough for making it all happen because I know it wasn't easy and you guys did it and everything happened without a hitch. Yeah, there's no one else I don't think that we would have done that trip for. No, oh, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, of course. We got to come down and visit. Heck yeah. That'd be sweet. Show you all the barbecue and all that stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, man. So, it's a good uh, time. We, we talk a lot, even though this is your first time on the official time on the podcast. We, we, we talk so much and... Uh, when I was initially just thinking of, of starting this podcast, uh, you know, I, I knew I would want you on eventually, but um, you also helped me cool. out with this little jingle I was trying to figure out. Oh, yeah. And, uh, so if, if any of my listeners are listening from, have been listening from the beginning, you might have heard it where it's, but you might not know what song it actually is um, because you did a little. Job. So I was just it's a little abstract. Yes. I, <laughs> and sometimes I can be too abstract with my ideas and think that people are going to get it and they right. don't. And I'm like, well, why don't they get it? You know? mm. And so basically, but I think sometimes like what you intend it to be, isn't what it ends up being. You know what I mean? Sometimes you need that interpretation to like kind of bring the truth out of it, so to speak. Mm hmm. And that's the interesting thing about art, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And 
and the way it, it was is I just smacked my bike with some spokes and I sent Steiner the audio files and he turned it into a song and I got my new and improved soundboard here uh, I could play the soundboard on the computer but then you won't be able to hear it I'm pretty sure it's here let me uh let me see if you hear this wah 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 you didn't hear okay cool that it didn't uh -huh. even get recorded so that's perfect all right so <laughs> so i got it over here so it was supposed to sound like curb your enthusiasm which i do think it does if you are listening for it yeah now that you know yeah now i hear it And then you added like a breakdown into it, right? I don't remember that. At the end here. Oh yeah, that that's when it kind of goes. Yeah, it changes a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved it. I still have it. You know, I put it on the soundboard so I can still use it. But uh. Ended up uh, just going with a quicker, short little sound bite for most of the pods. So I still hold into it because I like nice. it a lot. And I appreciate that you made that for for me. Awesome. Glad you like it, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Now now that we're up to speed, we have we have introduced Steiner. We know where Steiner came from. Now we can we can just bullshit, right? <laughs> Dive in, yeah. yeah bring uh bring the powwow energy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I had to rent a fucking hundred foot uh, electric snake this week to oh. unclog our main drain. That's oh no! That's what I got into today or this week. Wild. Yeah, it's on that on that tip. We uh, so down in Texas, they are not used to the cold. All this infrastructure was not built for the cold. Mm -hmm. So like. When it gets below freezing, you gotta leave your water running, or no way, or everything freezes. Wow! Because yeah, I guess it's cheaper to just let the water run. Well, it if you if the water's moving, it doesn't have a chance to freeze. Mm -hmm. It's the idea, but I didn't know that uh, it you gotta leave the cold water running. So in the sink, I just kind of had it like halfway, so it was half hot, half cold. Well, the cold line froze. Oh. <laughs> so we had like coming into the house. Yeah, into the kitchen sink. Wow. Yeah, so it it ended up being a pretty simple fix. We just grabbed a space heater and like ran it so it was blowing underneath the sink, and it it eventually opened up. But so you caught it before it busted. It actually busted anything. Oh yeah, no, nothing, nothing bad happened, but awesome. scary stuff. Yeah. Oh my god. So, with with um, when you when you have garden hoses, you have a pipe in your basement that leads to where it goes out to the garden, and you should have mm -hmm. a, a, a control there to turn it off. Right. So when it's winter time, you turn that off, and then you go up to your hose and you open that. You actually open it. For some reason, because mm -hmm. that way there's no way that pressure can build. 
Right. And that's kind of how you winterize your, your garden hoses. Well, my dad, mm. his basement is all like finished and got carpet down there. Oh, no. And uh, they don't have any controls for the pipes to exit. Like for the garden hose, there's no actual turnoff oh. there. Oh, man. So his, it busted. It leaked all over mad shit. And it's oh. finished, so he's going to have to get, get drywall like, removed, everything, you know, the whole nine. Oh, was this recently? Yeah, this same week, same oh. day. Dang. And we, we had to get really... We had to get really warm up here and then so we had a whole bunch of snow it got really warm like 50s and we had a shit ton of melt and then within 24 mm. hours it was like six degrees out or 16 degrees out right and shit so like uh. we think we think our clog our problem was that like downstream in the gutter it actually froze and our stuff mm. our house couldn't even go into the drain because of that it just backed up backed up from there you thought because when we walked Mm. out to like the gutter we could see that like the street gutter was frozen like uh okay gnarly dang that that's scary when you get into pipes though and that when it's like (laughs) under the the ground and everything it's like god it could have been such a nightmare yeah yeah her uh we had to have her uncle come up he brought a 25 foot snake of his own his own personal thing and we ran that first. 25 foot. Yeah, like, was it wasn't long enough. We put it in right where the pipe left the house. So 25 feet out of the house, we still weren't getting what we needed to get. And then so we okay. rented this 100 foot one. And we suppose, like, it has, like, special bits on it so you can, like, chew up crazy stuff. Mm. You have to, like, if you try and go too hard too quick, you can kink the hose. It's like a... It's like a metal coil, kind of like at the old okay. phone cords. Right. And if you fuck it up, then you have to pay for the whole thing. Like, Ugh. it's mad. Those things, I guess they're expensive, but it's a, I'm it's sure. a the rent. So it's like, I'd rather do that than buy one, obviously. But, um, yeah. And it's Unless cool. it's something you're going to be doing every day or something. Yeah. And it's so disgusting. Good. And luckily, we I... don't. Uh, word to the wise, do not flush wet wipes. Oh, no, I know. But, um... No. So, we didn't end up having anything disgusting come back out, but we did have tree roots come out. Oh, wow. Which, apparently, if your pipes... The, the condensation can be on your pipes from uh, the, the that rapid warmth and then freeze again. Right. So trees can go to the pipes and kind of wrap around them and kind of, like, mm. integrate roots into the system right i've seen stuff like that before just like infographics or whatever but that's that's wild yeah and we have two trees in our front yard so we're thinking that we're gonna have to dig up the whole front yard oh. and replace the pipe of that tree. so oh fun yeah i mean mm. If all I have to do is rent a snake once a year, I might do that for a couple of years until I have this shit lit. Yeah, as long as long as you can. I mean, it's pretty foul. I mean, it's like black water, you know. It's dripping yeah. over the basement. I just, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> adult stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little shitty before it can get better, you know. I hear you, man. It's. <laughs> 
I, all I can, I don't know. I've been thinking a lot lately about like kind of the animal side of us and like, I don't, I don't know if it's really something I like have thought enough about to even really talk about or express like what I find interesting about it. But just, I just, I guess I think it's interesting. Like the things that we kind of pursue that's like based on animal nature and like what effect that has on the other side of us, like that kind of quote unquote godly side like if you think of us as part gods, part animals, mm. it's like I just think a lot about the kind of emotional stuff and how that's like the reactionary stuff and how to kind of get past that reactionary way of like thinking. Mm. Like more stoic, sort of. Yeah, just just you know reacting out of planned thought. I mean, obviously you always can't plan for everything, but how much better response you have when you're have time to sit on something. Mm -hmm. It's almost like increasing your random access memory. Right. Leveling up. (laughs) Patience and tolerance for what's happening at the moment. Right. Yeah. And just, I think it's, we're kind of, I don't, it seems like with, technology and stuff it just seems like we're kind of devolving at times mm-hmm. and we're kind of farming out our godly processes to to external things and it's kind of a weird thought it's one of those like um it's kind of swing swing one way to kind of swing back i i was going through my photos because i tried to run... huh i hope <laughs> yeah same here i hope as well i'm not saying uh. no for sure it's going this way i'm just gonna say what i saw um i was looking up my uh for an old photo from like when i wall rode a car with my bike it must have been like 2015 mm. or so and um i was i was scrolling through all these photos i had backed up and i was like seeing memes and stuff and like man memes used to be like more general and more of like isn't this experience, this shared experience, shitty or funny or stupid? You know, more, more of like, more of like, uh, you're kind of like looking at a group of friends, like, isn't, isn't this crazy? Because we both, we all know it. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm over speaking it now, but, but it's shared like, experience stuff. Yeah, it's it's not pinpointed to one person's action as much as it was, as it. I feel like it went from more general to more pinpointed. And maybe we can swing back to more general because because people are going to get sick of it you know like people are sick mm. of being pinpointed for everything you know and i don't man i don't i don't know how much people see that though i think that's kind of tying in like um there's no common reality anymore mm-hmm. you know right. people used to have yeah. their tv shows we kind of all like uh could kind of argue over or talk about or whatever. And now it's, there's aside from like, you know, the kind of cultural waves that like wash over us all. We don't have a whole lot of common ground anymore. We're looking at different news. We're looking at different content and our feeds are specialized for us. And it's just, I think it builds this like 
kind of aloneness. Right. And I think it's, it's gotta be a new, a new dynamic pushed from, from within. Like we, the computers aren't going to figure out how to let us operate correctly. We have to figure that out. Mm, right? right. Because the computer's just going to keep saying, click here. What we have to do is make it a point to have a community to, ha to reach out, you know, mm -hmm. which, right. you know, it's easier said than done for sure. But I feel like it's going to become more of a thing where we're like, we actively seek out, you know, an experience instead of just clicking on stuff. Like, like yeah. everyone's going to be clicking no matter what. But I think right. can, what can change is like, just like this, like it's, it's becoming more and more common to have like a quote unquote face-to-face -face conversation through the computer. I know it's not real as, as, ooh, as it could be. Right. But it's also a chance it's... to connect more than not. Right. Like if I could do You're definitely... family members or something, you know. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a, like, kind of electrical connection that's missed. Like, kind of the, the feeling of warmth or like radiating with someone like on a talk like this in person it's like definitely a different thing yeah but i think if you kind of put your brain on do not disturb mode where you can like kind of focus on the one thing it's like that's helpful i guess mm -hmm. a little closer to what we want it to be yeah I guess it, I guess the real word for it is like focus, like a like a zeroed in focus, and then also uh, a desire for shared experiences. So you got to focus yeah. to not let all that clicky click stuff fuck with you, and then right. you also have to make it a point to be social, but not in the typical internet sense of it, but like a togetherness experience. Yeah, it's. Uh, block out the noise to you know get that electrical connection mm -hmm. and I see yeah. it with like weird shit that I have to pay attention to for work for like grocery stores and like everybody was saying retail was dead when the pandemic first started and then now that everybody's getting their bearings back slowly like the actual experience so going to Amazon is great when I need a stapler but when I want mm -hmm. When I want to try on a pair of sweatpants or something crazy, something that I really want to know, I want to go right. somewhere. And mm -hmm. people are over the, the the typical Walmart box store type thing. And mm -hmm. some people, not everybody's doing this yet, but like are creating in-store experiences where like it's way cooler to actually be there. Kind of like the Apple right. store or something, but like, mm -hmm. you know, people are making That would be the smart way to go. Yeah. Make it a point that Make your retail is actually engaging for people to be there. I've noticed like McDonald's has been doing that to an annoying extent because you see it for what it is. Like I just see it on my feed and stuff. You see promotions of like the adult Happy Meal thing like mm -hmm. that. They're doing like all these different types of things that are like kind of gross when it comes from a corporation. But, you know, say it was like 
for lack of a better example, like that Coney 2012 thing to like, it really is interesting how you can focus that much attention, even if it is for bullshit, unfortunately. Yeah. But it's, it's cool. Like kind of the power to move people like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a chicken spot that opened up around here called Dave's hot chicken. Oh, we got one of those too. Yeah. Did you have you tried it? Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good experience. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, sir. <laughs> yeah, it's right on my way to one of the dogs I go go and hang with. Is it like a is it always a line? Where you are? I don't think so. Not really. Mm-hmm. Ours just um, opened up. It's kind of yeah, there. I mean, there's so many different. Like, there's a little. There's literally another hot chicken place right across the street from Dave's Hot Chicken. So it's like, yeah. as far as, um, sorry, text message. Speaking of, do not disturb. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the it, it is just like food heaven or food hell, depending how you look at it down here. It's just like, I think Texas is just like the epitome of consumerism Mm. (laughs) it's just like you have all your options here and it's so bloated Mm. and overrun like the traffic and all that and just going anywhere can be a absolute nightmare is it very dense is there a lot of people yeah especially in this area the dallas fort worth area is like i'm a little more inclined to like that north texas desolate idea but this is where we're at right now and it's very uh hectic right but that's kind of how albany is it's a little bit of a uh, it's like a little bit of an armpit in a way where it's like everything's convenient but annoying to get to yeah overly convenient it's like you want a little bit of work not traffic yeah yeah (laughs) the the days right right around christmas even yesterday it was still crazy Mm. We live right off of like the one main road. That was the funny thing is like Christmas Eve was pretty freaking nice actually driving. Mm. There weren't people out at all, which was pretty sweet. Wow. Yeah. I think everyone has the idea of the Texas cowboy, but it's like, I don't know. It's like kind of that faux Texas thing of like pop country and like NASCAR. It's like, you got like George Bush was marketed as a cowboy, but come on, he's a rich kid. <laughs> he's a rich kid in the cowboy hat, and it's like that kind of thing. And it's, I don't dig that so much. But mm-hmm. when you meet like some of those old school Texas dudes, it's awesome because they're they're sweet as hell. Right. <laughs> they're they're just like they got that down home vibe to them, and that's cool. I yeah. dig that. Nice tangent. Where do we go from here? What's next? I don't know, man. Oh, wait. We should talk about Plays One on TV a little bit. Okay. Right? You started a a solo project. Uh, Was that? Yeah, I guess that that was 2012. I started it. I I remember, like, the first song I wrote was right before we went to a party at uh, Nikki Cowden's in Middletown. Nick and Cowden and Jeff Bonas' place. Yeah. They had that fun, like, summer party. It was like mad food, right? 
So much. Yeah. Fun. Oh yeah. Uh, that was the day I started it, just like kind of playing around with my keyboard and because I was in an apartment at the time, so drums weren't really an option. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, messing around with guitar and stuff and was really into like mushrooms and philosophy at the time. So it was just like a way to kind of zone out and I've always just kind of found it a way to think about bigger ideas. It's a way to like wrap your head around it and do something with it. Right. Letting it still around. Yeah. It's just, I was writing a lot on my phone, just like kind of free writing and I needed kind of something to speak to that, I guess. And you've done a couple of those now, right? Yeah. Yeah, a couple that have been scrapped, a couple that have been done, a couple that aren't done. Yeah, uh, it, it's been kind of put on the back burner just with life. And I did some recording not that long ago, and it's just not really happy with it for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Figure it'll come back around, but yeah. Do you have yeah. your drum set up there behind you? Yeah, right over here to my right. Oh shit. Bang. Yeah, yes, sir. Nice. This has been the the best part of being being in this house is uh, the backyard and having drums again. Yeah, because you said you went through a, a period where you couldn't play for a couple of years, or because they were still yeah. in PA, right? Yeah, yeah, they were, oh, and they they cost so much to get down here. It's so upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> but they're here, and I'm grateful for that. <laughs> yeah there were a couple times when i you know didn't get have my drums and just kind of don't create for a while and then just start picking up the guitar and then you know stuff just kind of falls out like i think it's falls out falls out yeah i think it's funny because like it seems like when i don't have my drums i'm so like i create a lot more it's like you kind of just get lost in the the fun of playing drums, <laughs> which is good too. Right, right. If you didn't have that outlet, it gets kind of twisted and not twisted, but you know, diverted into another direction. Right. Yeah. More creative direction, honestly. Hmm. But I think something with recording drums, like if you're like. I found with doing my own stuff, it's like it gets kind of chaotic with it because you're writing, you're recording, you're arranging all this stuff all at the same time. And it's like without a defined path, it can get nutty and you end up getting lost on an idea for a while. Yeah. Right. But I mean, this this project's been me. Uh, the only other person that's really been involved is have been just like bouncing ideas and stuff, or um, a different engineer worked on some of the drums I had recorded. But like I said, I'm not entirely happy with them. So mm-hmm. that's how you know that there's still more work to do, right? Yeah, and that's 
I really love the demos for the songs that aren't released yet, but I haven't recorded anything that I've loved more than those demos. Mm. But it, it's funny because there's so many mistakes in those demos, but you don't hear them unless uh, I don't hear them unless I solo everything out. Oh shit. Yeah. It's weird. It's really weird. Hmm. Whether that's just a focus thing or. Right. But yeah, it's, I don't, I don't know. It's, a long time early on, like before the collapse of autumn, um, I had always been like musically going and playing and stuff, but just finding people to play with wasn't working out for whatever reason. And it's kind of like the same spot I'm in now, mm-hmm. but, uh, technology has progressed to where I can do something about it, <laughs> which is, which is cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, what do you what are you thinking of doing? Like just looking for more people to play with? Uh like yeah, that's something about it. Just uh just maybe even just finishing the recordings. Mm-hmm. Or um yeah, playing with people would be cool. It's like I definitely miss that a lot. You know, I think about it, but uh, it's kind of, I miss that MySpace music yeah. forum because, you know, I knew how to navigate that. It's a little kind of weird navigating, like, what bands are, I guess I don't really know, like, a classified section for musicians in a new place, you know what I mean? Yeah, and the first, the only thing I can think of initially is Facebook and yeah, I don't even know what that looks like anymore. <laughs> I, bet, I bet most of the time spent would be just trying to figure out how to work everything. Right. Yeah. 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 I've been off it for, I feel like I'm starting to look at it like cigarettes. <laughs> I've been off cigarettes for seven years and that's Facebook for maybe four. <laughs> right. It's been a while. Yeah. I think I, uh, I think I still have mine, but yeah. Mm. I should delete it, but it's still hanging out there. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's positives to it, of course. Like, uh, just like I said about the MySpace music thing, I think for business, it's probably, you know, gives you a community to find that stuff. And I'm doing dog walking now and stuff. And I think that's a way I could definitely expand, like do a business page and all that. It's something to show. I mean, we talked about that before of like beefing up the LinkedIn, mm-hmm. it's like content. Yeah. And then, so I'm sure you're eventually going to run into a musician with a dog. Right. That's kind of what I've been, been thinking. Like hopefully, you know, I meet some cool people, even just like friends down here. Cause you know, it's, we're still relatively new. Mm-hmm. So yeah, how long have you been Just at this a, now? Uh, I've been at this place since April. We've been down here since a little over a year. Wow. Came down last October. Damn. It's crazy to think why, that uh, 
I was at the turnpike like less than two years ago <laughs> on a completely different path. Yeah. Holy shit. Never really saw this for myself, but I'm glad I, I took the jump. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's one of the first times I feel that I didn't take the safe route. Right. Wow. That's a pretty cool feeling. scary and messy at times but ultimately glad we did it speaking of, of scary what, what was the largest crowd you ever performed in front of uh probably at the chameleon club uh we played with yeah probably two three hundred maybe um we played with like throwdown and remembering never yeah. that was a sweet day yeah. <laughs> Surreal. I wish I could have been at that show. Yeah. But I don't know. I got to think, like, there had to have been a fireplace show because that place could hold a lot of people. The fireplace? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That gym was huge. Yeah. I don't think it was ever, like, full, so to speak. But Yeah. Plenty of room for activities. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Activities were had. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Well, uh, is there anything else we cover you want to shoot chat about? Yeah, that's pretty much me, man. Uh, dogs and music, and hanging with my kid. Hell yeah. Yeah. And now, now that we got you introduced, we can have you back on and keep it going. Get into the nitty gritty of it. Yeah. Some sweet stuff. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Awesome. Talk uh, talk about the internet more and uh, philosophy and stuff. It's like mostly I think that's what we kind of get down on, different philosophies and stuff like that. Yeah, different podcasts we heard with different uh, thoughts and ideas. Yeah. Like uh, that Trauma Zone documentary. We could – we can mention that. Uh, I gotta get back into that. You know what you need to do before I come back on is watch Avatar. Yes, yes, I do need to write. I do need to check that out. Dude, it's so good. Did you see the new one yet? No, no, um, dude, I don't know what time they're playing. I might, I might see if there's. Shoot, it's only noon. I might try to go to see a movie. Nice. Yeah, maybe that would be what I do. <laughs> Hell yeah. Cool, man. Well, uh, thanks for being on. I really appreciate it. Uh, let anybody Absolutely. know where they can uh, find your uh, the Plays One on TV. Is it Bandcamp? Yeah, playsoneontv.bandcamp.com. Um, if you live in the Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas area and have a dog, hit me up. <laughs> I'd yeah, love man. to meet him. <laughs> Thanks again. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, dude. Later.